Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. You supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody. That's like an alarm clock. Welcome in, everybody. We have the Loose Lug Nuts podcast back. We don't have Evan Roberts today. We have no ideas. Out of pocket for two days. Said something about a festival with goats and donkeys. Uh, we got Tyler Pig in. This is Thomas Dick. And we're going to recap Atlanta, which, holy cow, a lot of people were poo-pooing the repay, but it produced a pretty good race. Then we're headed to Las Vegas. But first, we're going to start with the news. Slew of penalties. First, Joey Logano cheating. Illegal gloves. They had webbing between the index finger and the thumb created an advantage apparently this was the first time i ever knew tommy that gloves were illegal didn't know that was in the rule book if i had to pick up all the things that a driver wore uh, illegal gloves would not have been it yeah i only find ten thousand dollars he apparently broke safety section rule 14.3.1.1 a and b and (laughs) f And that only adds up to $10,000. I don't get it. And then someone pulled up video, him wearing the same gloves in Daytona where he won the pole award. But it doesn't seem like he's going to be retroactively uh, fined for that. Cheating pays off, kids. So go cheat and uh, just don't get caught. I just wonder what in the rules, what was the section 14.3.1.1? What was like C, D, and E about? Probably shoes. You can't have webbed shoes that stick your feet out. So also getting penalties, Noah Gregson and Ryan Priest, uh, both of Stuart Haas Racing, assessed 35-point penalties to both the owner and the driver. Both had issues with their roof air deflectors. That's a no-no. Is it Noah Gregson? We both have more points than Noah Gregson right We now. do. We are Noah Gregson minus six on the uh, points tab, so we are six ahead of him. Pretty hard to do. Rough start for uh, Stuart Haas Racing. I saw the incident where Weatherman got into it with J.J. Yelly. I never actually saw the – I saw the on-track incident. I didn't see the post-race, uh, or it might have been during the race. J.J. Yelly's crew chief apparently put hands on uh, Kyle Weatherman, so he is suspended from the next two events. And then Ryan Truex, we used to see a lot more of these back in the day in the cup series, but this was in Xfinity. His crew chief, Seth uh, Chavka, fined $5,000 for a, a loose lug nut. Yeah, I don't see it as much as we used to, but now we got that one. Kind of a tough week for crew chiefs outside of the uh, of the cup series, with uh, especially with Jason Miller getting suspended for putting his hands on Kyle Weatherman. Not, a, not an everyday occurrence like we used to have those back in the day. One note for you, here's a bonker stat. Only one cup series race has ever been ran on leap day. As we just passed the the uh, every four year celebration of Leap Day, yeah. You know the rate. What was the race? It had to be in a uh, in a four year. I'm going to go to 1972 Bristol asphalt gravel race. Close. Richard Petty probably won that one too. He won this one in the 1976 at Rockingham for the Carolina 500. 
we do allegedly or potentially have a leap day race coming on February 29th, 2032. So maybe the King will still be alive and he can crown the champion. Oh, that might, that might be the San Francisco street race, uh, through the streets of poop. (laughs) (laughs) We got to go back to California guys. Yeah. (laughs) We got big news for Raja Karuth and Spire Motorsports. HendrickCars.com is going all in on their uh, truck for this entire season. They originally announced 10 races. Raja's running up front. They're like, why not? Uh, Full season. So that's good for him. He won't have to go around with hat in hand looking for a uh, sponsor. Yeah, off to a good start, too. I had a top 10 the other day. So congrats to Raja Karuth for the uh, good to see that Hendrick blue paint scheme the rest of the year. Uh, this next one's a little dubious. Fox, they're boasting about their Atlanta year-to-year numbers. Well, last year, Atlanta was race number five in the season, not race number two. So Atlanta went head-to-head with a little thing we like to call March Madness. I don't even know what was going on last weekend, but I know March Madness wasn't going on. There was some Yeah, it wasn't even the uh, NBA All-Star game. That was the week before, right? The last weekend was the worst sports weekend. If you like anything outside of the big big three and not NASCAR, literally nothing on minus the Mexico Open for PGA Tour. It was yeah. rough. Yeah, so trucks were up 13% year-over-year, Xfinity up 17% year-over-year, but take those numbers with a grain of salt. I like this uh, next one, Sonoma. They completed their uh, first repave in 23 years. The old surface was milled ground down the cracks were repaired and they put a brand new long lasting i'm glad they didn't put the short lasting asphalt down that would have not have made any sense they went with the long lasting asphalt tire testing is planned for later this month so sonoma's gonna look uh, it's gonna have a fresh job when we get there in june i believe and the biggest news of the whole week it's in the media our guy dale Earnhardt jr not gonna hear him along with steve latart we're gonna get, get a year off for dale Earnhardt jr yeah. Because you're going to work for Amazon and, and uh, Warner Brothers to be a part of the TNT broadcast starting back in uh, 2025. Kind of a shocker. Yeah. And like, I've not heard any rumblings from NBC of, hey, we need to replace him. So I, yeah, I I enjoy the Burton family. Uh, hopefully someday Harrison gets his win number 100 in the Wood Brothers. But he struggles sometimes on air. Jeff does. Yeah, you know, we we talked we we have talked about both broadcasts between Fox and NBC and we I think we both have our I think Fox has done a good job to start off the first two races of the addition of Kevin Harvick even though Clint Boyer just butchered the end of that call for Mike Joy and we'll talk about that later. But I enjoyed some of the things that NBC was doing in their four-man booth. It's pretty hard to do that in a TV broadcast, but they really relied on Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the entire broadcast to he was the linchpin. Yeah. And it's not going to be as dynamic with Jeff Burton and Steve Letard doing it. Maybe they'll bring Ward Burton on. I don't know, but um, it's not going to be the same, but you know, Dell Jr. has got a lot of things going on. He was the executive producer of the uh, NASCAR series on Netflix. He's got his podcast. He apparently is going to make some money with Amazon and uh, the Warner brothers was their part of their deal. So more power to him. It looks like we're taking the, taking the year off from the track. The only, my only thing with Dale was some people, he, he didn't memorize names. I don't know if it was still the concussion. Every once in a while, he would just blurt out a car number, <laughs> um, which is cool and all, but you might want to line the numbers up and uh, with the names. 
And then I like I wonder if NBC would do I sort of like the Fox thing a couple years ago where they had mm. a different person in as like a guest person. And it, you got and I enjoy their Xfinity races because they'll just have two randos show up. And, yeah. And they do, have time to uh, fill the spot. That's the thing. Like they have some time. Like you don't have to panic. I do think they need a fourth person if they're going to continue this kind of split two man crew that they do between the three, but the, without Dale Earnhardt Jr. But maybe they'll get somebody. Tony Stewart was fine on the broadcast. Maybe they'll get him back. He's busy racing drag racing or drag cars. But I don't know. I think they the NBC broadcast does a great job in the chase. I just it's going to be kind of weird not hearing the the tones of Dale Earnhardt Jr. talk about it. But that makes me think they're going to really if they're going to get him for the Amazon broadcast and the TNT broadcast. They're going to have a pretty good crew come 2025 if he's going to be a part of it, which is kind of cool. There we go. Okay, now we're off to the Cup Series. We had the Ambetter 400, and as we said, Logano cheated. <laughs> so he had the web gloves. He's going to have to start the race. Uh, he's going to go to the rear, plus he's going to have to do a drive through. He's going to start a lap and a half behind, probably. Um, weird uh, pit uh, pit stops on uh, Atlanta. You. Yeah. You have to drive 90 miles per hour for part of it and then 45 miles per hour for another. And like you lose a lap and a half when you're because it's a really long pit road. Michael McDowell, how about this? He won his first ever pole award in 467 starts. Yeah, he is not front row, Joe. But the 34 car, the left cars are pretty good the first two races. We flipped our 500 lineup minus Joey Logano getting bumped back. Logano wins the pole. Or, was second and a really good start for the the Fords all around. Another shocker here, Chase Elliott's got to go to the rear. Un, unapproved adjustments, which is actually kind of sad because I actually thought this is a place Chase Elliott could have good success. And then the last thing, speaking of cabooses earlier, NASCAR trying to attract new viewers. And meanwhile, Mike Joy's using the uh, term caboose, which hasn't been there since 1980. Yeah, I, last time I saw a caboose, I was probably in second or third grade. And it was a, I want to say it was a yellow caboose and cabooses back in the day used to be red but kids kids don't know caboose icy vert or whoever the guy is the random guy that uh, nascar was retweeting left and right even though he only has like twelve thousand followers uh he doesn't know what the word caboose means and he's a young <laughs> he's a young whippersnapper who's gonna get us all these young fans so we come into the race <laughs> Everyone's like, this is a super speedway race. So what's that mean? That means two lines in a train, but that's not what we got. And we instantly saw that on lap number two. We saw it, there's going to be some braking going on. There's going to be poor handling cars. Drivers are going to have to race. And uh, Austin Dillon sort of caused this one on lap two. A ton of uh, cars with damage. They said it's the biggest crash in Atlanta Motor Speedway. They said 16 cars were involved, yet the only car out of the race is Josh Williams. Not a good start for Colic Racing this year. But other cars that get touched up included Alex Bowman. He had big hood damage. Noah Gregson, Harrison Burton. I offended Austin Dillon. It was Todd Gilhan that started it because he tried to make room for Michael McDowell. Yeah. He checked up and uh, can't check up here. No, not in Atlanta. And the funny part is the guy who ended up being the real winner of the crash was Joey Logano because he got the lucky dog on lap two and so right back into the to the fray. But that's one of the things about Atlanta that I've had to get used to, TD, is how much – I think I don't think cars handle their well early at all in runs, especially early in the race. And that used to not be the case there. 
and that since they've gone to this new configuration. But the other thing too is how often we've seen there hasn't been really a big wreck because if it's only been a mile and a half. This one was an absolute, just like felt like a Daytona type wreck early on in lap two. And that's the opposite of what we saw two weeks ago at Daytona, where everybody basically didn't start racing until 50 laps to go. Yeah. And I will say the, the only thing is it was a big one, but we're going to see a lot of these names later in the, uh, yep. in the rundown. So 16 cars, quote unquote, involved. Lap 14, though, for Christopher Bell, he's headed to the garage. He was one of the ones in the incident. He did meet the, uh, DVP speed, so he's able to go back in the garage. He might be out in the track, but you'll find out he doesn't do much. Lap 34, Chris Busher brings out the yellow. He loses uh, grip going into the corner, and he, uh, he has a one-car spin-out. Kyle Busch dominating early in the stage, but McDowell and Blaney coming on strong at the end with about 16 laps to go in the stage. The lap 53, eight to go. Denny Hamlin off the track brings out the yellow. Basically, Denny Hamlin came down, checked up, and then Kyle Busch went up, and uh, Bush called the tail end of that. And then Yellow comes out. The, I like how you put the back pitchers can flip the stage. Top 10 stays out. They were going to race with two to go, but then another incident causes more debris on the track, so it's just a one-lap shootout. Michael McDowell wins the stage, though, as the 34 comes on strong, followed by Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, and Kyle Busch ran out of the top five, followed by Martin Truex Jr., Ricky Stenhouse, Bubba Wallace, William Byron, and Todd Gilliland. Yeah, I was thinking about it with McDowell winning the stage and he he uh, won the pole award and, and Todd Gillen's running strong. These two extra now super speedway races bring some more guys like Michael McDowell into the mix. And that's going to be the first race of the playoffs is Atlanta. Those guys can go deeper than the just making the playoffs like they used to just do in the past. So I like Atlanta. And then I like this thing. NBC, like, how did it take you 75 years? They do introductions. They only did one team, and they're going to do a different team every week, so we're only going to get to meet about 18 teams, unless NBC says this is a good idea. But they introduced the pit crew. Uh, for this race, it was for William Byron's team. So, Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It also would have been good two years ago if they would have done that. Remember when Bubba Wallace and, like, Kurt Busch just kept flipping pit crews oh, yeah. every race. And yeah. then like they were like, hey, Christopher Bell, screw you. You're going to go ride. You're going right. to go take this car this week. That That's uh, that's what we would be really good. So we put some names with some faces. I actually liked it, though. That was kind of cool. Yeah, and we can't wait to hear from a friend of the program, Patrick Gray, when they uh, do Austin Sendrick's team. My only thing is, it didn't take that long. It took like mm-hmm. 30 seconds. Why couldn't you do two teams uh, each race or three? That was pretty cool. About 73 to go. Noah Gregson is headed to the garage. And about the same time, Zane Smith, in a separate incident, he gets into the wall. He bends his toe link. So he's going to have to pit under green, which, as we said, you lose a, a lap and a half. Midway through the second stage, Ford is ruling. They got six out front. They're looking really strong. 33 to go. Uh, we start getting the green flag pit stops. And the cops were out. <laughs> The the thing about the pit stops at this place, TD, you're talking about you lose a lap and a half. I And there's a different speed that you go under, I think, under caution, too. It's just a lot for these guys to to try to make, and I just don't think it's, a, it's just a really smart. Can we, like, split the difference and make it, like, 60 miles an hour, maybe, uh, to get it going? I don't know. Well, Kozlowski thought it was the – like, they're, they're pitting under green, and he thought it was the other speed. He almost rear-ended the guy. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or no, he, he almost got rear-ended because he rear-ended went down to he, 45 and the other guy was going 90. I think it was Ross Chastain was coming behind yeah. him. Yeah, just not great. 26 to go. William Byron and Michael McDowell run into each other going into pit road. Big damage for McDowell. It kind of ruins his day. Uh, he locked it up, slowing it down to pit road speed like we were talking about. Uh, Ross Chastain, Josh Berry get caught speeding on pit road. So there's our drive-through penalty. Another Ricky Stenhouse penalty on pit road. Shocking for speeding. And then Eric Jones gets tapped with an uncontrolled tires and rolls out of his pit stall. So you, basically you're losing a lap and a half doing the drive-through penalty. And then when you get stuck on pit road and then to wrap up green flag pit stops, Bubba Wallace gets caught speeding. Josh Berry gets caught speeding again, coming back through. Yeah. When he's serving his penalty. So why? Like speeds. why? And Kevin Harvick said it. Now I'm going to have to look back and see how many times Kevin Harvick got a penalty, but he's like, it's just not worth it. And the math, like the analytics have to say, that going a second slower, losing a uh, two spots each pit stop is better than losing a, a lap. Yeah, especially a track like Atlanta where it's really hard to make it up. Uh, I don't know. We get through the green flag, get through the screen flag pit, stop, pit stops, we cycle through. Pitsky's real out, out in front, all three cars, 22 to go. Then final lap of the stage, Joey Logano, Chris Buescher, and Denny Hamlin. They get into it a little bit with Joey Logano with a late bog as, as Chris Buescher causes the wreck, collects Denny Hamlin. Stays ends under caution. I mean, they had all been running in the top five all day, and it ends a pretty what I thought was going to be a pretty good race for Denny Hamlin, who was really strong in stage two. Yeah. So Cindric wins the stage. He's followed by Larson, Blaney, Suarez, and Truex. Top five: Gilliland, Keselowski, Harrison, Burton. We uh, running strong. Got the ice cream Thank cake ordered. Things are looking Briscoe. good in stage two. Yeah, Chase Briscoe and Chase Elliott. Chases are on the case. Um, more pit please. Michael McDowell. Pitting outside the box, be more careful with your pit stops, especially as it gets later in the race. 87 to go, Kaz Grala brings out the yellow as he's doored by Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch benefits from the lucky dog. Might Maybe that was intentional? I don't know. Funny, funny yeah. how that worked out. Yeah, 62 to go. We get a big spin out by Chase Elliott. He brings out the yellow. He might have got help from Ross Chastain, who was racing for the lucky dog. 54 to go, Austin Dillon, hard in the wall. Uh, he's in 14th place. That doesn't bring out the yellow. This is one, like, I don't, you can see some guys when they get in the wall, and then you don't want to say they spin out on purpose, but they seem to spin out on purpose to bring out the yellow. If you have to limp around going really slow, you're going to lose two or three laps, whereas if you spin out and bring out the yellow, then it seems shady. I know you can't throw out the yellow every time someone gets on the wall, but there's some times where it looks like they spin out on purpose. Who used to he, do that back in the day? Kyle Busch used to do that. Yeah, Kyle Busch has done that every once in a while. It, it was a little suspicious, and also it's probably the one yellow that could have been thrown that they didn't throw the entire race. But, yeah. hey, what do we do? 50 to go. We go four wide. It picks up with 50 to go. And uh, I was watching on my couch at this point, and I literally said to myself, I said, Four wide has picked up a lot earlier than it should have at Atlanta. Yeah. So let's buckle up. 42 to go. Brad Kozlowski and Kyle Larson, another wreck where they can't pull out of the commercial for Fox broadcast. Brad Kozlowski gets loots from that gets bumped behind. Larson and Corey LaJoy get collected into it too. And then here's Clint Moyer as he passes the IQ test, knowing that the accident was five, six, seven. Why was six afraid of seven? Huh, you know, because seven, eight, nine. He just out of Thank nowhere. You. They're talking about the accident. He's like, oh, it's number five, six, and seven. I was like, 
Okay. Very cool symmetry, Clint. Very cool. Five, six, and seven got collected. Shouldn't yeah. it really was the six car that collected five and seven, but no worries. Yeah, where was Josh Berry when you needed him? Yep. Uh, 21 to go. Ch- Chase Briscoe does like a 1060 spin. Is that a thing? He goes around like six, seven times. Big damage on a Hamlin. He's the big contender that's out, and they're good. They're going to do a lot of cleanup, so they red flag it with 19 to go. We get about five minutes to just jibber-jabber. So we're going to go 16 to go. Blaney and Suarez are going to be out front on the restart. 14 to go. Todd Gillen, who led a race and career-high 58 laps, has to pit on the green. Very sad. He's got to change his right-side tires. He's going to ultimately finish in 26th place, but he was looking strong all race, which is good for uh, front-row motorsports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of sucks because he was in – I mean – Led over 58 laps. He really was one of the best Fords all day long. But take the Penske cars out. He was probably the best Ford besides those guys. Go to lap 12 or 12 to go. Get jams up behind Austin Sindrick as he's in the lead. Josh Berry, uh, however, gets a little – and it gives Chase Elliott a little bit of damage as well. It kind of ends his day pretty much from there. Restart with five to go. Suarez and Blaney again. Blaney gets a big push from Martin Truex Jr. and then gets in front with four to go. And it kind of looked like Blaney was going to be in the driver's seat the whole way. But here come Kyle Busch and uh, Daniel Suarez, and they almost crash, and that shuffles yeah. Truex out of the deck. And then three to go, Ryan Blaney's out back in front, really pushing ahead. And then I don't know how Bubba Wallace and Ross Chastain did not crash with three to go. No. They nearly wiped out the whole field. Yeah. And then and, two to go, still Blaney, alternating blocks back between Bush and Suarez. And we hit the white flag, and this is when it picks up. Yeah, Blaney tries to block low, but Bush gets a really huge push, and he slips in between Blaney and Suarez so we're going to come to the third turn and it's Suarez up against Suarez against the wall yeah in the middle and Blaney down below and we're going to have a photo finish a lot of people are irritated with Clint Boyer but I'll say I didn't know you are and he did jibber jabber but Mike Joy sounded so unexcited earlier in the lap where I think Clint Boyer is like I'm going to have to make up for just how meh Mike Joyous. And so we get the photo finish. Should we tell them who won or should we just let them? Oh, we can tell them who won because uh, everybody on the broadcast picked a different driver. So, uh, I think Clint Boyer thought it was Ryan Blaney. I think Mike Joy thought it was Daniel Suarez. And then who was my guy? Who was in the middle? I just blanked. Was it Kyle Busch? Kyle Busch. Yeah. So everybody thought, again, I think Kevin Harvick thought Kyle Busch won. Yeah. I so, went, like when it happened, I thought that Blaney won. I did too. I thought Blaney got the better run uh, off the bottom, but he didn't, you know, just by a narrow inch. And just like that, Daniel Suarez breaks the pinata. And apparently they don't get any pinata every race. Though, so there's candy. It's about a year old from Mexico City. Yeah, they've but, had that under the hauler the whole, the whole time. Yeah, since the, the whole last time, time he won. I will a say, really good win. A, a great win for him. What, the thing I noticed is Wallace got tight. Bubba Wallace did. got tight. And if he didn't, he could have made it four wide a he could have made it four wide and that would have been even more bonkers but more likely he might have helped ryan blaney but he lost all momentum and that took everyone else out from behind so at that point you knew it was going to be a three horse race and it was something special three hundredths of a second three hundredths of a second yeah and seven hundredths for third place yeah i mean it's the best you know you can go back to like 1976 daytona 500 that's the one that everybody, a lot of people bring up. You know, the 2001 race when Kevin Harvick won after Dell Jr. died or Dell Earnhardt died and he beat Jeff Gordon. That's a really good one. 
I'm always going to be partial to Ricky Craven, you know, riding the wall and winning yeah. two. He made a career out of that basically. But from a three wide at a, what we call super speedway now, I don't ever remember a finish being that good. And you're right. It really could have gone either way, like a little bit here or there. If Bubba doesn't get tight coming off turn four, the bottom line had been the better line the last stage. Yeah. And so it's probably Ryan Blaney's day. If Daniel Suarez doesn't get a good push into turn three on the back straightaway, he's probably not in contention and has to dive behind Kyle Busch to keep the run going. So it is all kind of formatted. It was just, was just got formatted perfectly. And, you know, it's really capped off a really good last two weeks for, for track house. Both cars were good at Daytona. Suarez wrecked out, but he had a really good run there uh, last week, two weeks ago at the 500. And then for them to get a win early on, he's in the playoffs now, most likely. I mean, we should shake out that way. But they've had a really good first two weeks, and um, he's beginning to make some really good moves in tracks like this. He's uh, had never really ran fantastic in Atlanta, but to win this one over those two guys, Blaney and Bush, who are contenders, I think it's a really good win for the 99. Yeah, and it, I mean, sad, it cost us a free number eight special chicken right. tenders at Cheddar's. So we get Suarez wins, Blaney in second, Kyle Bush in third, Austin Sindrick in fourth, Bubba Wallace in fifth. Rest of the top 10 is Stanhouse, Chastain, Michael McDowell kept trucking. He gets eighth. Chris Buescher, who big damage a couple times Oof. gets ninth. And then look at Ty Gibbs, top 10, and Harrison Burton in 11. Seriously, Harrison Burton had a pretty good day. I'm not going to lie. I thought we were close. But I'll tell you, I really, over the last two races, he that I've been impressed with is the guy who did nothing last year is Austin Sindrick. Yeah. Penske has ran well, but he he's had a really good first good two weeks. So if you take a look at the points right now, Byron Suarez in the playoffs on wins. The other top 16 would be Kyle Busch, Austin Sendrick, Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Ross Chastain, Alex Bowman, Martin Truex, Kyle Larson, Corey LaJoy, John Hunter Nemechek, Ty Gibbs, Chris Buescher, and Christopher Bell. Points are good. You know, they're skewed. We got two sp- super speedways in, but – Let's see what Cindric and LaJoy do, but they've been really good the first two weeks, both cars. And like I said, I've I've been quite impressed with Austin Cindric. He was not good at any track last year. Yeah, and the notables outside of the uh, top 16, if the season ended the day, which if the season ended the day, a lot of people would be pissed because they like they called off races for no reason at all. But uh, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, Tyler Reddick, all outside the top 16. Hot note, Bubba Wallace, only driver to finish in the top 10 of both races so far. And those are both top five finishes. So I don't know if that's parody or not. It's Bubba's year, man, is what you're saying. So next we got the Xfinity race. We got a lot of people going in the rear, and that always begs the question, if everyone is in the rear, is anybody in the rear? <laughs> the most notable names, Brandon Jones, Jeb Burton, and Parker Redsloff. Four laps in, just colleague, not not feeling it this year poor Tough week for josh williams yeah he has a tire go down he goes in the wall he has to pit under green so he's going to be in a huge hole early it's single file a lot of single it's different than the cup race so they might have to figure something out to make this race different or better but it's single file jesse love leads the entire stage no drama he wins a stage followed by herbst sam mayer uh Ryan Truex, Parker Kligerman in the top five, and then we got Dinger, Allgaier, Creed, Ryan Sieg, and I didn't put with Smith. I believe it was Chandler Smith. Chandler Smith, yeah. Chandler Smith in the top ten. Stage two, lot 59, J.J. Yaley brings out the uh, yellow. This is the incident. Might have been wrecked by Kyle Leonard. (laughs) Sam Mayer and Dinger go back to the the pits at the top, and obviously they don't have to put as much into fuel in the break as we just started the stage. 
the second line, the outer line, it struggled all night. Even in stage two as it went to the night race, uh, Austin Hill, Parker Kligman, they're trying. Finally, Austin Hill kind of gets it going. 12 to go on the stage. John Nemechek into the wall hard. He has to pit under green as they keep it, keep it, uh, no caution out. But it's a long pit stop. He falls behind and then nobody really gets a run. It's just another blah finish in a stage to, for the second stage. In fact, Jesse Love just dominates, uh, yeah. wins, leads almost every lap in stage two, and he's up to 78 to 80 laps as they close that one out. He wins the stage. Then it's Algar, Herbst, Truex, and Sammy Smith in the top five. Chandler Smith, Cole Custer, Austin Hill, Dinger, and Sheldon Creed round out the top 10. Then Dinger's gamble paid off. He has a shorter stint on pit road, so he's going to come out front to start the stage. Stage three, Dinger and Love are really duking it out for the lead. This is like a four or five lap battle trying to get the lead. Finally, Cole Custer gets a great push, and he pushes uh, Love out front of Dinger. But that leaves Custer and Hill outside on the inside by themselves, and they drop back. So they, they uh, went and helped him, and then they're screwed. Yep. Everybody is sick, and they need to save gas because they'll be at least two laps short. 47 to go. Huge mistake by Dinger. He gets too far inside, and Herbst slips inside of him and knocks him off the top line. And you know what happens when you get in? Uh, this is a single file race. It actually has me worried about the cup race. I was like, if the cup race is like this. Yeah, me too. Because uh, he drops all the way from second to 12th. Everybody gambles they can go the distance. Love has led 148 of the laps with five laps to go. He's just dominating. Uh, Cole Custer is the first to run out of gas, though. And the Fords, he's followed quickly by Riley Herbst. He runs out of gas. So we're going to have two to go. It's going to be Love, Truex, followed by Klingerman. And then uh, Ryan Sieg, he stalls. All the Fords stalls. And this one finally brings out the yellow. Once again, it goes back to the, like, Sieg just stopped on the track. The other one's yeah. like, 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 I'm running out of gas, but I'll coast. Sieg's like, F it. And he steps on the brake, and he's just in the middle of the it. track, and they throw out. So we're going to have a green-white checker finish. And then before we get to that, we hadn't brought her name up yet. Haley Deegan, poor Deeks. She runs out of gas too. Very sad. It actually wasn't a great day for her either, but she ran out of gas. That just kept the theme going. They're going to run six laps past regulation. So five cars choose not to pit and stay out. Jesse Love, who has led pretty much every lap so far. Ryan Truex, Parker Kligerman, Austin Hill, and Justin Allgaier. Well, Justin Allgaier, always the bridesmaid, runs out of gas before they even restart. So he peels off. And then Jesse Love and Parker Kligerman, as soon as they get basically in a turn two, they run out of gas. So two laps shoot out, a bunch of cars out, out of gas. We're down to the few left. Austin Hill chased by Chandler Smith and Shane Van Gidsberg, who was really good in this race at the end. I was really confused how Austin Hill is the only guy not to run out of gas, just like you were, TD, um, because he didn't seem like he saved a lot of gas. Ryan Truex out of gas in turn two. Everybody's a bunch of cheating and are really bad at math if they can't figure this out because everybody's basically with no fuel. And I'll let you take over from here. Yeah. Uh, so I I didn't pick Austin Hill to win because I said he lucked into some wins and I thought his luck would run out. Well, either his luck didn't run out or they got a, a booster um, fuel tank somewhere that we don't see. Because not only does he not run out of gas, Austin Hill uh, gets his second consecutive win. Not only does he not run out of gas, but he does like a, 32 minutes burnout just keeps burning out burnout doesn't run out of gas during the burnout i don't think he ran out of gas to run the car to victory lane 
like he's doing all sorts of stuff and every single other car that pitted at the same exact time his ran out of gas it kind of reminded me of my mom's 97 suburban that had two gas tanks yeah. basically and it's like <laughs> how much gas we got left because it it didn't seem to bother him maybe they're really good at calculus in the 21 pit box i don't know but they, yeah, he was the I, only guy that had anything left so he gets a second consecutive win. First back-to-back uh, wins to start a season since Tony Stewart 2008. It's his eighth career victory for Hill, despite uh, just leading two laps in the race, the two laps where everyone else ran out of gas. Uh, Jesse Love ends up with 157 laps led, but he finishes in 12th. It's also Austin Hill's third win at Atlanta. And I want to say Georgia drivers finished first and second. You're correct. Very sad for Jesse Love. He had the best car all night, really. And he, he brought it up. He, br- he brought it up that it went six laps over. He's mm-hmm. like, why did it go six laps over? Because it was just a car ran out of gas. There was no carnage on the... They didn't have to clean up damage. Sometimes these things just go long for some weird reason that I, the script writers like to put in, I guess. So Hill was followed by Chandler Smith. Really good finish for Shane Van Gisbergen. Third mm-hmm. place, Sheldon Creed. Look at Parker Retzloff up there in fifth. And then we got Jeremy Clements. And we got Fast Pasta. And then we got one of the Earnhardts, this one, Jeffrey. We got one of the Truexes, this one, Ryan. And we got the other Smith, Sammy, in 10th. So our playoff picture, Austin Hill, he's two for two. So he's locked in. The other 11 would be Sheldon Creed, Riley Herbst, Chandler Smith. Jesse Love, Parker Retzoff, Ryan Trulex, but he's also not running a full season, so Eric Amarola is going to be in there too. So we'll see how that goes. Dinger, SVG, Sammy Smith, Justin Allgaier, and Cole Custer. Brandon Jones, Fast Pasta, and Parker Kligerman would battle out for that spot. It'll be vacated by Ryan Truex. Natalie Decker, who's only been in one race, has eight more points than Haley Deegan, who has been in two races. So there's your fact of the day. That's my uh, note that Evan Roberts would drop if he was on today, but he's not. Maybe he's trying to find Natalie Decker. Maybe that he's on the <laughs> on the path to Vegas to go cheer on Natalie Decker. So we're going to go to the truck race. This one was equally as inspiring as, like, when I watched this doubleheader, which had really high ratings, like, I was worried about the cup race. We're going to have Daniel Dye in the pole. Dye is slipping back at the beginning with Bush and Tyler Ankrum rising to the top. Lap 16, Keith McGee brings out the yellow. Christian Eckes led 18 of the 30. <laughs> the first 30 laps but on lap 25 guess what he's reporting oh he can't stop cheating he's out of his brakes no brakes no brakes <laughs> and that's when you just stick your hands up and you scream out the window no brakes start wait just start waving the stage ends with Eckes winning followed by ankrum and finger majeski ben rhodes and then you got jake garcia kyle bush which oddly enough evan and i didn't pick kyle bush to win which is ludicrous when you think about it Daniel Dye, Jack Wood, and Bailey Curry. Then uh, on to stage two, Christian Eckes still got no breaks, and he's a lap down now. It's followed by Ankrum, Infinger, Tanner Gray, and Kyle Busch. They didn't pit. They all stay out, and we're going to wait to stage two. Lap 50, Thad Moffitt brings out the yellow, and Christian Eckes finally calls it a night because, again, he has no breaks. And then basically as the stage goes on, not a lot of big activity, but then at the end, seven laps shootout for the stage. Ends up being a five-lap shootout. Jack Wood turns with two to go to bring out the cautions. He gets spun around. The stage finishes under yellow. Kyle Busch gets in front, and he'll stay there. Wins the stage, followed by Ankrum, Infinger, Gray, and Heim. In the top five, Nick Sanchez, Ty Majeski, Raja, Carruth, Taylor Gray, and Bailey Curry all ran out of the top ten as we go into the last stage. Yeah, as we hit the midway point of the last stage, 
Hangram and Matt Mills are having really strong runs. Lap 76, Stuart Friesen making a run along the wall, but he runs into it. So uh, from an 11th place, he's going to be done. Lap 79, Raja Karuth has to pit under green, but then a caution comes out for debris, and it saves him. I believe it's debris from Stuart Friesen running into the wall, so Raja gets saved. And Finger had a pit issue. So the pit stop before, they didn't put enough gas in. So on this pit stop, they're going to have to put two tanks or two whatever's in. Cans. Cans. And they uh, the word doesn't get to everybody. Someone along the line, I think it's the can guy, thinks they're only going to need to put one can in. So they put one can in, and then Grant takes off. And they're like, whoa, he need to put the second can in. So he's got a backup. He's got a really long stop. He ends up losing 11 spots on pit road after looking strong much of the race. Yeah, the message didn't get to the driver. That's kind of a problem on the pit road. 50 to go, restart back. Uh, Ankrum, Hyman, Bush out front, 45 to go. Matt Mills, who actually led his first career laps on Saturday night, uh, is in the wall, and that knocks him out of the race. 41 to go, Debris still on the track, I think, from Matt Mills' caution, causes another caution. 39 to go. Sad day for a friend of the program, Bailey Curry. He was actually in fourth, but it was his roof, which was hit with debris. So his day is done. Well, his roof not, was the debris that brought it. It was the debris. Yeah, yeah, not great. So that's not good. And then 36, another debris caution. The uh, Our pet's roofs are falling off. <laughs> our lane rigs, our buddy, looks like he could lose his roof too. And so now we're under yellow again. 29 to go. Graining finger and anchor him out front, followed by Kyle Bush and Nick Sanchez. And then 20 to go. They're running single file again with Bush Grant letting Granning figure lead. And so he can just bait him and set him up for the end. Yeah. yeah every time someone tries to start a second uh, line down below, they're hung out to dry. Ben Rhodes tries it with 11 to go and he ends up getting a flat tire and he hard hitting the wall. No caution. <laughs> so he's going to lose laps. Got to do the fake spin out uh, or come back up in traffic and they'll throw that yellow out. You don't lose a lap. That's my, I'm going to start a driver school and then we're going to, it's going to be the first class. <laughs> Eight laps ago, there's some bumps coming up as they're going to hit lap traffic. Enfinger has trouble getting by, and that allows Bush and Majeski to slingshot by him. Enfinger drops all the way out of the top 10. Uh, he ends up having to pit with a flat tire. He'll lose laps. Two to go. Nick Sanchez tries to get a group to form a second line, but it's way too late. Majeski and Heim finish side by side behind Kyle Bush. He's going to win his 65. Uh, 65th career truck race. I'm ashamed to say Evan and I did not pick him. We talked about him and like it never crossed my mind, even though for the last four, uh, five years, every time Bush has been in a truck race, I've picked him to win it, uh, unless he was going to let John Hunter Nemechek win. So he's followed by Majeski, Heim, Taylor Gray, Nick Sanchez in the top five. Hayden Honeycutt, look at that. He's going to finish six, followed by Ankrum, Raja Karuth, Daniel Dye, and Dean Thompson in the top 10. That was a huge break for Karuth uh, in stage three with a yellow falling as he had a flat tire. He would have lost two laps. He would have finished in the 20th, but he ends up in eighth. Honeycutt, sixth place was his career best. So congratulations to Kadian. No uh, relation in the Leland Honeyman. Just pointed that out. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Playoff picture for the trucks. Nick Sanchez locked in after his win. Others in the top 10, Tyler Ankrum, Ty Majeski, Corey Heim, Roger Carruth, Brett Holmes. Matt Crafton, who I don't think I watched or noticed one time during the Atlanta race. Even, he's in the play. even though he's in a bright yellow truck. Didn't I don't think I ever saw his truck one time. 
Uh, Taylor Gray, Christian Eggis, and Daniel Dye. Got spent some solid races earlier. We got super speedway out of the top ten or our uh, defending champ Ben Rhodes, Grand and Finger, and Bailey Curry. So hopefully yeah. uh Bailey Two Curry. Two friends of the program. Uh, yeah, we gotta get outside. the get the we gotta get him back in. So see if they can get it rolling as we go to Vegas. Lane Riggs failed post race inspection. He got hit by rule 14.4.10.1 G, which says the windshield fasteners must remain tight and stationary for the entire race. Apparently his windshield was not tight and stationary. All righty. Now we are headed off to Vegas. We're not going to do any of the lame Vegas cornball. If it stays in Vegas, it, whatever in Vegas, or we're just, we're going to Vegas. What do you think about Vegas track? You like it? I would put it in my top five, but in the last couple of years, it's been a really competitive race. A couple of different race winners, obviously. It's kind of become a staple part. You know, traditionally, we go to Fontana week two. Uh, and then come out here to Vegas for week three. I, but I think it's been a, uh, it's kind of, it's a track that's it's aged well. It's been a part of the circuit for a long time now. And usually the guy who wins it is usually one of our the top NASCAR drivers. It's usually not, yeah, this uh, is a some, tough... some ring, uh, it's not a ringer's course. It's uh, usually somebody who's, uh, who's going on to win. I think we looked at that last fall, like everybody, so most of the, the people that win the Vegas race end up winning a championship at some point in their career. Yeah, the tough, the, this is one of the tougher places to pick a long shot winner. Well, that's why it's hard. They're long shots. So the it's the race is the Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube. If you believe in conspiracy theories, Joey Logano will win. He's Pennzoil, right? He's uh, for this race. He's Pennzoil. Yeah, yeah, he's in the Bumblebee car. Uh, we're at Las Vegas Motor Speedway Sunday. It's going to be a 3:30 p.m. Eastern start. Coverage starts at three on Fox, PRN, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Distance is 400.5 miles. That's 267 laps around the mile and the half track. Uh, they'll do stages of 80, 85, and 102. The old 102 lap stage. You don't get that one very often. So AJ Cole is going to give the command to start engines. The list of former starters for the race is impressive. It includes the likes of racing legend Carol Shelby, Marky Mark Wahlberg, Tim the Toolman Allen, Brent Musburger, Marcus Allen. But A.J. Cole, two-time All-Pro punter, sadly the best player the Raiders have right now. Man, we couldn't. That's there must have been a like a long calling list to get down to A.J. Cole. Yeah, apparently Devontae Adams may be busy. I don't know. Honoring a pace car driver. This one was, a, I was like, where's the connection here? But then I saw it. It's going to be Joey Bats, Jose Batista. He owns the USL soccer team in town, the Las Vegas Lights FC. Those of you that don't know, he also played baseball. He's known for his bat flips as well as getting punched really hard by Rugnet Odor. He's also a former Atlanta Brave for a very short amount of time. I always like to mention anybody who's a Brave. Very short stint for Joey Bats. Did he get punched the, uh, in the face there too? No, no, he didn't. It was kind of a late pickup. It was a struggling Braves part. This is pre World Series championship, obviously. So yeah, here we go. You never know who always has a connection to the to the the, the Braves. Uh, Derek Krause is going to make his Cup debut. He'll be in the calling number sixteen car. Um, Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski are active leaders in wins at three apiece at Vegas. Logano's wins have all come more recently than Brad Keselowski's. Joey won in 2019, 2020, and 2022. Brad Keselowski's last win came in 2018. Then he had one in 2014 and 2016. He's basically like the San Francisco Giants version of winning World Series championships at winning races in Vegas. Yeah, even years only, my friend. Uh, Larson and Trucks each have two wins here, one apiece by Byron, Bowman, Hamlin, and Kyle Bushes. And Kyle Bushes came way back in 
2009. So that's uh, like, I think some drivers weren't even born yet. No, not yet. Yeah. Although I see, I keep seeing these people driving full, uh, full bred modifieds at age like six in some of these tracks. It's getting insane, but that's for another day. Larson won the most recent race in Vegas. He's looking to join Jeff Burton, Mike Kenseth, and Jimmy Johnson as the only drivers with consecutive Vegas wins. Last year, uh, Byron won the spring race. Um, Larson won the fall race, and Hendrick has won three of the last four, four of the last six. And then best average finish over the last 10 races here is Kyle Busch at 7.3, followed by Martin Truex, 7.4. But those two have combined just for only one win. Truex is the only driver with a lead lap finish in all of those 10 races. So who's your pick? All right, I'm going to go long, long shot. Sh- I'm yeah. going to go long shot first. Um, I liked in the rundown you put Eric Amarola if he would have raced because this is like actually a pretty good track for Eric Amarola. I'm actually going to go with kind of a off-the-cuff one here. We're going to go with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He has actually finished most of the races here, but he's only got one top 10. So we're going to go with the, with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to see if we can get a real long shot. It's a hard long shot track to pick. Like, I was thinking about maybe going Austin Dillon. He's got a top 10 here as well. Uh, I guess Brad Keselowski could be a long shot because he hasn't won here in eight, like seven or eight years, but – yeah, the 47s ran pretty well. He's been mostly a super speedway guy, but uh, let's see if he can crack the top 10 for us this weekend. So I think this is the first time I personally am picking a Rick Ware racing. Wow. <laughs> We've fallen far. Well, like I like we said, it's hard to pick a long shot here. Uh, this is where the best drivers seem to win. But I'm going Justin Haley, and the only reason I'm going this He's the best active driver on improving his position from the start of the race to the end over the last four races here. His average starts 25.8. His average finishes 15.3. So that's a 10 spot improvement. So if he qualifies in the top 10, he's a lock to win. And his average finish is actually 10th among active drivers over that span. So it's a hard place to pick a long shot. So who do you got for winning? My head said Kyle Larson. I got really sentimental about Martin Truex Jr. this week. Is he going to retire or not? I don't know. We'll see. But he tends to run really well here. Usually the veterans win. His average finish over the last 10 races here is in the top seven. Two wins, seven top fives pretty much in the last 10 years. So we're going to go the 19 car, Martin Truex Jr. I think it's going to come down to a couple Hendrick cars. And then I think uh, Martin Truex in the, the Toyota camps, the best Toyota this weekend. I think he wins it. There we go. I'm going Kyle Larson. In addition to his two wins here, he has a whopping four runner-ups. It's where he got his uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride moniker, in the wedding capital of the world. I like that. That was a good tie-in. Yeah, you know, it's for the kids. So Xfinity race. I've seen this on, I believe, Tyler Ankrum's truck for like the last four, three, four years. Lyuna? exclamation so you got to scream it Lyuna. this race is just called the Lyuna. uh capital l lowercase i capital u capital n capital a exclamation point no distance on the race because i think they didn't know whether they should put that before the exclamation point or after it ends the sentence right so you can't put it yeah after. so you can't put it in and maybe that's they'll change the thing so i thought it was wiener pills like you're screaming Lyuna. It turns out it's the Labor Laborers International Union of North America. I'm guessing a lot of NASCAR fans don't know who they supported. 
uh, endorsed for president in 2020 because I think they might throw uh, burning bags of poo at them. If Hopefully they don't find out before then. I don't want Vegas to be a, a poop race. But it's going to be Saturday. It's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern. Coverage is going to start at 4. Coverage is going to be on FS1, PRN, Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. Distance of 300 miles, 200 laps. Stages of 45, 45, 110. This is Justin Allgaier's uh, track TD. Big stats for him here. He has the most top 10s with 16. He's also got five or 10 top fives, but has actually never won in Vegas. Austin Hill's looking to win back-to-back spring races here. He won the race back in uh, March of 2023. It's also looking to be the first driver in a, since Austin Cindric to win three straight Xfinity uh, races, and that happened back in 2020. He would be the only person to win the first three races in the Xfinity Series. Dale Earnhardt, Chad Little, and Tony Stewart, the only ones that have ever won the first two races, yeah, along with Austin Hill. Yeah, Chad Little. I haven't seen that um, name well. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Riley Herbst won the most recent race here last October. He'd be only the second driver to win consecutive races at the track. Um, Chase Briscoe had a sweep in 2020. I am going to say Aust- uh, Justin Allgaier's due. The last five races in Vegas, he's finished second, fifth, third, second, sixth. He led the low, uh, most laps in both fall of 2021 and the spring of 2022 races. So I'm going Justin Allgaier finally gets that Vegas win. Yeah, I am too. I'm going to go Justin Allgaier. Usually, Chevrys run pretty good to Vegas. See if he can do it for Junior Motorsports uh, and get the win. But I wouldn't put it past Austin Hill to be in contention at the end. Yeah, he's looking good right about now. And he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's won here before. And so if you're going to break a record set by Chad Little, you might as well do it. So there you yeah. go. Truck race. Victoria's Voice Foundation 200 presented by Westgate Resorts. Friday night, 9 p.m. Whoa. Late start, 8 p.m. Uh, is when coverage starts. It's going to be on FS1 and MRN. It's going to be on MRN because like Evan Roberts and M- NBC, PRN doesn't like trucks. Distance, 201 miles, 134 laps. Should be the Victoria's Voice Foundation, 201. It's going to have stages of 30, 30, and 74. Got a couple bushwhackers. Christopher Bell in the number one for Tricon Garage. I always forget to add the garage to the end. Tricon Garage. And then Kyle Busch in the number seven for Spire Motorsports. Not garage, just motorsports. Just motorsports. Shocker here, Matt Kraft has raced the most in Vegas. 27 career races, 17 top tens, 11 top fives. We got four previous winners in the field. Kyle Busch has got four wins in Vegas, three top fives, and seven top tens in the truck series. Christian Eckes in seven starts at Vegas in his 2021 win. Uh, comes along with two top fives and five top tens. Grant Eamfinger also got a win here in 2018. He's got a pair of top fives and eight top tens and 13 starts in Vegas. And then Ben Rhodes won the 2017 race, got five top fives, eight top tens in 12 starts. Tommy, who's your winner? I'm going to let you pick Kyle Busch. I'm going to go with I'll, Christian. I'll explain that in a second, why I picked Kyle Busch. I'm going to go with Christian Eckes, McAnally Higgleman. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I look for a pronunciation guy that couldn't find it. Uh, they've been pretty strong this season. And then I was banting around two of the other four former winners, Rhodes and Enfinger, but they're both outside the top 10. So I think they're going to mind their P's and Q's through the first two stages. And then they're going to try to just get a solid finish, shore up their points. So I'm going to go uh, Christian Eckes is going to try to uh, balls out and get the win. All right. It's easy. If Kyle Busch is in the truck race 
and he won the week before, you should pick to win him again. It's pretty simple. Actually, you could have you could have just stopped that if Kyle Busch is in the race. if Kyle Busch is in the truck race. Period. If comma, you should pick him. Especially um, especially if he's now not running for his team with other people, he could help win in the race. That and if he wins, it'll be his sixty sixth truck series win, and happens to be in Sin City. So there you go. Holy cow! Look at that. The paint schemes well, uh not great this week, guys. It's not uh, great. Yeah, I. Like, I'd even pick a truck one, although there's the two mobile one ones, uh, gas, the number one and the number 17. Similar paint schemes. One is blue and red. The other is black and red. Looks all right. Brad Keselowski's, I don't know why I like the Solomon plumbing. It's, it just looks classy. I think it's the script writing on the side. And then Christopher Bell, when in doubt, the green lightning looks pretty cool. I'm gonna You're never going to. Go ahead. The one that's week to week, and I think is really underrated, the Loves 34 Michael McDowell. Like, that's one I see all the time and never pick it, but it's never a bad paint scheme. It actually stands out pretty well because you would think him and Joey Logano get kind of mixed up sometimes, yeah. but it actually stands out really well. A couple ones that I had uh, one, Kyle Bush is in the bet MGM car. Not a surprise because we're in Vegas. It's brown yeah. and got a little bronze to it. It's all right. The Corey LaJoy USANA Chevy. Yeah. What is USANA? You know what that is? I'm guessing it's Wiener Pills. Uh, it's an interesting, it's a multicolored uh, paint scheme. And here's the one I like, don't really love. Chase Elliott's in the Lamar, L-L-U-M-A-R Chevrolet. It is red and teal. Not a great paint scheme after you have that nice Napa paint scheme that you run out every weekend. So um, USANA is the 14th largest direct selling company in the world by revenue. They direct sell. Really? It looks like health uh, vitamins and stuff. It sounds like Amway. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. Got a lot going on there. Okay, well, that's fine. I just, I literally didn't know. The other, the last one that I actually um, have enjoyed this week. Let me scroll back up on my browser here. Just. But the Bubba Wallace Columbia car this week, black and gold with this kind of pattern on it. It's like a like it's like a it's like a like a earth like a pattern like a like a terrain uh, map. T- topography. 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 Thank you. I might go with words. Looks really cool, actually. So we'll see how it looks on the track. But yeah, those are some good ones. But yeah, it's kind of a bland week. We can't really go wrong with the Interstate Batteries twenty car stuff. The, the one that pleasantly surprised me is. And it's not a great looking car. Sorry, Menards. Which I've never been to Menards. I heard they have pretty good root beer there. Although it, uh, the see he used to Ryan Blaney used to have the yellow wheels mm-hmm. that was a different yellow than the paint scheme and it just looked bad. Now I'm looking at it, the wheels aren't yellow anymore, but the yellow around the twelve is different than the yellow in the paint scheme and it looks bad. So if anyone is listening, that's all I really have. Like I'm going through this. Like the fast and all ones usually pretty solid, but I never pick it. The wonky one is the Harrison Burton one. They try to make the number look up front look good, but the Motocraft Ford insignia doesn't fit very well. Pennzoil Bumblebee one doesn't look bad. I uh, like the topography. South Point, nah, it could be a little better. You're a casino. Get jazzy with it. The Loves one's pretty strong. The Haas Tools one is boring uh, every time. Sorry, Cole Custer and uh, Ryan Priest. Dollar Tree, you're not doing it for me. The Mr. Beast one I want to like, but I don't like. Tree Top, come on, your apple juice. You could look a little better. 
just not a strong effort. Does he get us? Interesting race to pick. Uh, he gets us in Vegas. Interesting yeah, well, uh, alignment there. And then going down to the uh, Xfinity, Justin Algar, the corn one looks pretty strong in the number seven. And then Kyle Sieg, I, we might have to do some research on this one. Toppool.com. I don't know if that's swimming pools or billiards pool. They love America. And I think this is the earliest non-Spencer Boyd American flag paint scheme in NASCAR history. Usually we don't crack those out till Memorial Day weekend, but here we are. It's a black car with an American flag on it. That's all you need. Yeah. And then Ryan Ellis in the number 43 classic collision Chevy. It's got sort of a neon paint scheme. I said Iron. That was supposed to be Tron. It looked like Tron, the movie. And it's got some aces on the side, ties everything in. And then as, yeah, as, I, like as I said, the trucks really didn't get my gander up. So we didn't get spicy for the trucks. That's okay. I've mentioned this before. If anyone from Thor Sport or any of those, like, why would you not get your paint schemes to NASCAR to put them on your webpage? Like, it's advertisement. That's the whole reason people pay for sponsorship. Am I not? Am I missing something? You're not missing. I don't get it either. You're only like the biggest or second biggest racing group in the entire truck series. But hey, what do we know? Well, just any, like anybody, like, I'm sure there's fans like me that go every day. And then if you got something like whatever's on Brennan Poole's car, like Mac door systems, and then you're like, I wonder if those are wiener pills. And then you look it up and you find out they're not wiener pills. It's a door system. And what if I need a door? I now buy a Mac door system. Quick tie. I don't know what that is. That could be wiener pills. And I look it up and what is it? It's some sort of thing. You tie something with fast. So that's all I'm saying. If you own, if you have a race team, get the pictures over here. Let people see them. And NASCAR, once again, show me the hood. That's like one-third of a paint scheme. It's the part I see on the broadcast the most. Yeah. So that's all we got. This has been the Atlanta to Vegas edition of Loose Lug Nuts. We'll talk to you sometime next week. I'm going to be on the road in South Carolina. This might be one. Maybe with Evan and Tyler on, uh, if Evan still remembers how to run a Zoom, I don't know. But he may we'll not see. have internet. He may not yeah. have internet down there. He may cut it off. Yeah, he's probably had some monkey knife fights in the Gulf of Mexico, international waters. So who knows? We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Texas where football was my game until that racing fever started burning in my brain started running many stops when I was 13 and won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde he built a car for me sponsored by granddaddy Hillen's drilling company My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. has given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best